Join me for a year in the Bible. It's less than five minutes. Every day I'll give you insights and encouragement. That's a year in the Bible, available now wherever you get your podcasts. For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on and they're trying to figure out how do I deal with this and I always know Jesus has the answer he has that next step for you let's open up the word today and see what God will say specifically to you Welcome to Your Next Step, coming out of the church next door in Columbus, Ohio. I am Pastor Doug McCoy. Great to be with you today. Also great to be with our lead pastor, Pastor Doyle Jackson. Good to see you again. Hey, guys. It's good to be with you. And we are talking about low power mode, specifically low power mode of the spirit. Of course, we know that God has made us body, soul, and spirit. We have multiple parts. The body can wear down, but the spirit uh, can wear down as well. It can go into low power mode. Yeah, I I kind of feel this. I've, I've been working a lot lately, and so I've been in low power mode, and I've been trying to evaluate, is it is it something in my spirit or is it something in my body? You know, if I've been getting enough rest, and so... I kind of start checking my gauges. You know, I start evaluating my gauges. Well, have I been eating right? Have I been getting rest? Have I been spending time in the Word? Have I been, you know, developing those kind of relationships? And uh, then, of course, I, I don't know that it should, it, maybe it should be first, you know, is is there something unclean going on in my life in terms of the spiritual realm. So that's what we're talking about today. It's good. I uh, read an, a magazine article way, way back in my Bible college days. We're talking the uh, early 90s. Uh, and they were telling you how to check up on your body. Yeah. You know, so every morning you do your weight and see if yeah. it, there's been a big fluctuation to see, you know, is there yeah. is there something going on? And there are a couple of other things to check. How do we check our spirits? Like, I mean, think about it. There's probably a lot of people that, you know, don't do those things physically. We know there's a lot of people not doing them spiritually. How can we do a daily check on our spirit? Well, I think that's a good question. I, I think so. The danger is uh, becoming legalistic, mm-hmm. okay, and thinking that. The, the somehow the outward things you know take care of it but so what, what i mean is legalism would say well it's about the clothes i wear and where i go and those things but um i think it's appropriate to ask yourself you know have i been have i been reflective of god even down to the clothes i wear and the the language that i use with people and so that's that's what I that's what I'm thinking about. You mm-hmm. know, it, it, lately, have I been grumpy with people? Have I allowed yeah. physical fatigue to allow me to be sloppy in my spiritual life? Yeah. And so you, so I tend to say, you know, I evaluate my spiritual routines, okay, because I have routines, and and I'm not against that because the Bible clearly put God's people in a routine. It's why we celebrate on the weekends, the resurrection of Jesus, and we go to church and worship. It's it's why we... Most people have a routine of eating, and they're not ashamed of that. Right. But if you told them that they needed to have a routine for prayer, they would feel like that was legalism. And, right. and that's what I'm saying. I don't... So... Um, I'm not sure I answered no, your question. I, I think but that's, I, I think that's very good. We have both physical, you know, that, that magazine article was recommending a physical routine, weight, temperature, 
etc. Uh, you are saying we have a spiritual routine. Whether we know it or not, we have a spiritual routine. Yeah. We need to look at that. One of the things that, that comes to my mind is, you know, because you've told me about this before, you have said that if you find yourself being aggressive, frustrated with people, yeah, that's really something in you. Now, sometimes that comes out when I'm driving and looking at, you know, 270 drivers. I mean, you can understand why <laughs> that, that well, may it's not a, it's be a good excuse. <laughs> yeah. But but what I find is and, and I, I mean, oh, gosh, I, yeah. I get upset with drivers. So I, yeah. I, I want to put myself in that category. But uh, in terms of honesty, I'm yeah. not saying it's a good thing. But but I do find that if I'm if I'm rested, if I've planned my day in the place that I'm going to, I don't have to be there quickly. Mm-hmm. Then I can put up with the the traffic jam yeah. or the people that are changing lanes without using their mm-hmm. blinkers. And then the people that just sit in what I consider the passing lane, yeah. these are the people that I really don't understand. They just sit in the passing lane, totally unaware that they are slowing down traffic. I mean, do these yeah. people not use their rear view mirror? I, I, Can they not see the string of cars behind them? I've asked that question many, many times. See, you hear the irritation in my voice right there. Yeah. I told you. I told well, you. This is not good. And that's a that's a situation that can produce it. But if I go in my house, you know, yeah. I, and this guy taught me one time. I can't even tell you who the guy was, but he said, uh, I have to save something in reserve for my wife and my family when I get home. They deserve something from me. Yeah. But if I go home and my wife and my daughter, who's done nothing to me, and I'm grumpy with them, that's not them. That's me. That's an indication to me that I am in low power mode spiritually, and I need to do something about it. Yeah, I remember when. So when my kids were toddlers, um, Jennifer was amazing. Uh, she she would always have like she would always have um, carrot sticks or uh, pea pods or celery or something like that that she had cut up and so I would come in from work and she would tell the boys you have to go uh, play right now she would have them set up with either a video or a game or a set of toys in one room and she'd say. Daddy's home from work. We've got to give him time to get rid of work for a little bit. And so she basically gave me a block of 30 minutes, and sometimes she would sit and talk with me, but that was important to to do that. And so I think that's why I'm saying create healthy habits mm-hmm. in your life. And so we're talking about spiritually today, or this week, we've been talking about spiritually and, and then the sanctification part of it. Uh, I think that those creating those times in your life when you sit down and you get to decompress process what you went through today uh maybe that's just internally in your mind or mm-hmm. sometimes you do that with a person it can be with your spouse it can be with a friend um you know that's that's important to it well that that's a good routine uh i i mean first of all i like the routine of you coming home and you were given that space uh, i was also taught that in bible college when uh, we had a psychiatrist psychiatry psychology there you go psychology professor and he had said the yeah. same thing he said please don't let your your spouse be bombarded 
when they walk in the door. So that's a, a good routine. But I also like what you're saying there to talk things over with people rather than just experience. I mean, you've heard, uh, don't be a thermometer, be a thermostat. Yeah. You, you don't just want to be like, hey, it's hot in here. You want to control the temperature. I think so many of us just feel something and then express well, we've, it. We've, we've, we've come to a, a, an idea that somehow we're supposed to let it out. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not sure just letting it out is healthy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's appropriate places to let it out, and there's people capable of handling it when you let it out, but letting things out on total strangers. Yeah. So in terms of sanctification, um, I see sanctification as cleansing, Mm -hmm. okay? Sanctification is spiritual washing. So here's my question. How often do you do laundry? Mm -hmm. Uh, So do you do laundry when there's no more clean underwear? And there's no more clean clothes, or do you uh, do laundry when it's a certain day of the week and it's part of a routine? Uh, when do you wash dishes? I live with a group of guys at one time, and they would only wash dishes when there were no more clean dishes in the house, and they could no longer eat on a napkin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And, and and they that you know and and see some people. They don't. They don't clean up until it gets to the top of the. Mm-hmm. And see, I think what happens is most people are too exhausted to do the sanctification process yeah. because it gets too big. And I wouldn't want to do laundry either if I had no more clean clothes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If everything I had was dirty, oh my! I, I've never gotten that way because. You know, we always have a routine. We have certain days we wash clothes, and right. I try to do a load ahead of that. I'm constantly trying to stay. I want everything I own to be clean is really my goal all yes. the time. Yes, and and so you, how do you, you do and, that spiritually? Yeah, you and I are very similar that way. Now, I I'm not the guy usually uh, both with laundry, but I think it, it it it's even easier to understand with gas. I was told by a, a an older gentleman oh, yeah. up in uh, North Central Ohio that you. Don't go below half a tank because in the winter, if you get That's stranded, right. you know, you keep it, you keep, you yeah. just stop and talk. I, I'm, I'm, I'm there, man. My, my wife and daughter are far more bohemian. And that's where the gas tank, the laundry, the dishes, all of that come in. But you've got this idea of, of routine for that. And, and I think that's, that's, I mean, I think we need some more bohemian like people. My wife and daughter do bring some good qualities. Yeah. They, the they bring joy and the celebration and they're not always worried about the checklist. Exactly. I get it. But there has to be some pro because this sanctification that you're talking about, this being cleansed spiritually, uh, is a, is a beautiful thing and it will take you out of low power mode. It will empower you. It will uh, encourage you. So for me, daily prayer, daily scripture, and we don't have to be legalistic. We don't have to say it's got to be an hour a day. It's got to be five hours a day. But are you interacting with the Lord in a way where you can say, yeah, the Lord and I talked, you know, not just over the teeth and over the gums, you know, here it comes, but instead... No, the Lord brought you something really good, and and you said, "Yeah, I had an interaction." That's right, and and so that's why you know I, I love the podcast we've created a year in the Bible because mm-hmm. I'm trying to help people just stay daily in the Word of God, daily in the habit of prayer. It, it's why we created your next step, 
we wanted to give people uh, a Monday through Friday the Word of God so they could think about it while they work. You know, for years I would listen to secular podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, and I had some I had some Christian podcasts I listened to too. But I always liked to work in my my garage and my barn, and I would piddle and I would listen to these podcasts. And while I was, I found okay that I do better when I'm not always directly thinking about something. Mm-hmm. I, I like listening to certain podcasts, uh, radio broadcasts in my car because of the drive time. That helps me relax. And as a man, I'm I'm better with side by side conversations than I am front on front. Mm-hmm. Conversations. Men tend to feel like if you're looking me in the eye, um, we're we're going to have a fight. You know, it's it's that men feel like that's confrontational. It's the UFC approach to life, right? And so when I when I listen to a podcast while I'm working, whether it's um, in my my garage or I'm driving my car, sometimes I can feel the conviction of the Lord. Okay. The other time is when I have my ordering your private world, quiet time, you know, when I sit alone with the Lord. And and so that's why those routines become important for me. Right now, my garage is a wreck. Um, <laughs> and you got a big garage. I have a huge <laughs> garage, okay? And, and I've got my workbench, which is very long, is just covered with tools and different projects and things because I've been so busy, I've just dropped it off, okay? Mm-hmm. And so the thought of me going to deal with that right now overwhelms me, and it keeps me from doing that. And that's the way we get spiritually. So what happens is we get out of the habit of going to church, okay? Or going to our small group. And some junk builds up in our life. We've got three different projects that we know to need to work on spiritually. Let's say I know my finances are out of whack. Let's say I know my my relationship with my spouse is not where it's supposed to be. And um, lately I've been watching some TV program. It's on a series and I'm liking it, but I really know that it's not producing a good quality in me. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Those three areas need to be cleaned up. But because I've let things go, it's too big for me to deal with. And so that's why I like the routine and the habit. Mm -hmm. And so spiritually, I'm I'm constantly evaluating my life. So let me ask you this. So what areas of your spiritual life do you want to constantly check on? And let's see if we can help people make a list to help them stay clean and pure spiritually. I I constantly want to work on joy. I want there to, because the Bible talks about joy, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. That's very familiar. There are many, many others. That does not seem to be a natural trajectory for me. I seem to be a more of a pessimist, but I have discovered it. I know that Jennifer be, is always joyful. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> yeah. so that's just going to come out of her. Me, it's more of a yeah. struggle. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing that I want to to be aware of. I do want temptation to be far away. I don't want to be persistently having a thought of, I could do this, I could do that. So those are two. I want to feel 
in a, a, a real genuine way, the presence of the Lord. And that's one of my devotions ends uh, with, with that sentiment of um, bring me deeper into God's presence today. So that's beautiful. That's mm-hmm. great. So um, what we're talking about is, do you, do you check your joy level? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that would be like checking your antifreeze. Yeah. What keeps you cool? You know what I'm saying? What, what keeps you from overheating? I, I threw in next to that what I call optimism or trust in God. Mm-hmm. That's something that I have to watch in myself. I want to make sure I'm I'm optimistic that God has this, okay? So uh, recently I was reading an old book by Corey Ten Boom where she gives you the prayer and then the promise from Scripture. It, it's beautiful. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a whole series of prayers that way, you know. So encouraged me. So she says... Here's your prayer, and then this is the promise that God has that fulfills that. Mm. And she shows you two different scriptures, and and, and I like that. But you said temptations. You're checking your heart for temptations. Mm -hmm. And then thirdly, uh, God's presence. Okay. One of the things that I check constantly in my life is, is there anybody I need to forgive? Yeah. Or is there anybody I need to go back to and apologize to? So for me, the forgiveness coin has two sides. One, I'm holding something against somebody, or two, might have I done something, and I welcome the Holy Spirit to show me so I can go back and say, hey, hey, Doug, I'm sorry, I, I really wasn't listening to you when you said that. Forgive mm-hmm. me. Go over that again with me, you know. And and I think that, that you have to have these series of questions, you know, uh, about your spiritual life to stay clean. Now, I think... Part of that is you and I are looking at this because we're we're in the habit of washing our clothes, washing our dishes, and staying spiritually clean. And Mm -hmm. if you're out of those habits, it may take you six weeks, six months to develop that, okay? But it gets to where, you know, it's not really that big deal to, to rinse and put two two cereal bowls away. I don't, I don't know why people act like that's a big thing. Right. But emptying the whole stinking uh, sink, yeah, that takes 20 minutes, okay? Especially when stuff has been caked on there for weeks. And so, yes, it takes you a lot longer to go back and do your forgiveness list, your temptation list, to 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 deal with your lack of joy when you've let it go. And so that's why I think this is important. Yeah, that's just like... Um... One of the things I discovered about running, you know, I, I enjoy running, but mm. if I go two weeks without it, when I try to come back, <laughs> it's, you know, and that's why I, and I don't want to be at the level of anxiety. That's why I groan when you say running. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's been more than two weeks. And so I can't live those, you know, I can't live in constant anxiety. Like I've got to run today or I'm going to, you know, be hurting tomorrow. Yeah. But I do have this general knowledge that if I don't do this on a regular, consistent basis, there will be a consequence for it. Yeah. It's so I, I think that when we talk about sanctification, you have to realize that sanctification is a work of God in your life, but you have to present him to it. Yeah. So we've talked about the dishes, okay? You know, God has provided us a, sim, a system for washing the dishes, a dishwasher. And, and the dishwasher is God and, and the cross of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and the word of God. But you have to present your sin to him. You have to present that area that you know is is not reflective of God. And this is where people miss it. They they think that 
well, Lord, I shouldn't have said that. Please forgive me. And they move on. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you have to sit with him and you have to say, Lord, why would I have said that to that person? And you got to get back to the motive of why you were unkind to the person. Mm-hmm. And you say, Lord, that's not reflective of the character that I want to have. Yeah. You know, I was reading, I was reading King Saul and basically Samuel points out his sin and then he's like, yeah, yeah, well, God forgive me. And then he just wants to go right back to being a king. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't get it. It was that he was, he had, he had a rebellion in his heart against God. And so for me, sometimes I have to go back and say, wow, God, I don't want to be rebellious like King Saul. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be uh, slow to respond. I want to be quick to be obedient. And so that's why. You have to, Jesus Jesus struggled with obedience at times. That's why he sweat blood in yeah. the garden. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that means you're allowed to be disobedient. I'm saying some things take time and energy and prayer for you to root out. And, and Jesus' conclusion on that matter was, not my will, but your mm-hmm. will be done. Jesus' conclusion on that matter was, God, if you could take the cup from me, that'd be awesome. Yeah. But if not, that's okay. I'm going to walk this out. And that, to me, is illustrative of sanctification. If, God, you can take this away from me, great. But if not, I'm still going to do the right thing, and I know that you're going to bring out your purposes in the end. Mm Mm-hmm. You think that's appropriate way to look at it? I, I think that's a great way to describe. It. In fact, as you're talking there, you know what I realize is the reason I get so frustrated driving on 270 is because I think 270 belongs to me. You know, that's the, the, yeah, the you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and one of the common things that I think or feel is get out of my way. You know, I grew that's up right. right next to 270 in Lincoln Village. I mean, it's yeah, it's been yeah. there all my life. It feels like it's mine and you ought not to be in my way when I'm on it. But I know that that's not the truth. So I say, where's this feeling come from? Here's the lie that's based on. I go to the Lord and say, Lord, help me break this lie. You've got a scripture here which shows how he does this. This is Leviticus, which a lot of people may not read or think there's a lot of value in, but this is a great statement. God says to Moses, you shall consecrate yourselves uh, related to sanctification, therefore, and be holy for I am the Lord your God, so you shall keep my statutes and practice them. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. Yeah. So he's saying he plays a, a part in yeah. this sanctification. Let's pray and yeah. let's ask the Lord to sanctify the people that are listening to us today. Lord, I, I, I thank you. I thank you for everyone that has taken the time to look at this subject of sanctification, of the importance of our spirit being clean before you. And I pray, God that right now we would release those things to you, mm-hmm. that we would place them before you for sanctification. And God, if there's something that we need to dive deeper on the motive on, that you will show us how to just share that with you and pray that out, to speak it out to you personally, one-on-one with you, or possibly a mature brother or sister in Christ. Lord, I thank you that you are the God that heals, that you are the God that sanctifies, you are the God that delivers, You are the God that restores. In Jesus' name, amen.
This is Pastor Doyle Jackson for The Church Next Door. Reading the Bible is important. It's something that every Christian should do. It will transform your life. It'll help you grow spiritually. It is good for you. Join me for a year in the Bible. It's less than five minutes every day. We'll give you insights and we'll encourage you. So read the Bible with me and join me daily. That's a year in the Bible available now wherever you get your podcasts. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. You know, prayer changes our lives. Prayer of agreement is powerful. Well, we're together right now. What are we waiting for? Can we just stop right now and take a moment to pray? I wonder what it would do to our life if we begin to pray for our desire for God to grow. Father, we want to come before you today because we, we need to be honest. You've been so good to us. You've provided so much for us that sometimes we, we take your grace for granted. And God, we want you to know that, that our hunger and our thirst for righteousness is not what we want it to be. God, we've been, we've been okay with just getting C's, passing marks, when we know that you want us to desire your best. And God, we've, we've gotten, a little, gotten a little lazy. We've gotten spiritual slide. I, I don't know how to describe it to you, Father, other than that our focus hasn't been on you. We've become self-centered and we've not been kingdom-oriented. And we know that you want us to be kingdom men and kingdom women, that you want us to be about the kingdom work. And so this is what we're praying. We're praying that you would begin to to help us stir up the fire within us, to stir up our faith in you, to be stirred up within, to have a desire for holiness. Lord, may we become a people that say, God, we're, we're people of unclean lips, and then you cleanse us of that unrighteousness. Would you show us right now what it is that's been keeping us from really hungering for you? Now, Lord, would you begin to help us to exercise our authority in Jesus' name and our position in Christ Jesus and help us to live out our walk with you? Help us to begin to grow. You are the vine tender. You prune off anything that needs to be pruned right now. We, we surrender it to you. We don't, we don't hold that back. Lord, begin to, to move us so that we can see how we could be used for you. God, give us Christian friends, give us Christian mentors, and give us people that we can disciple. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, thank you for praying with me. You know, I believe prayer is powerful. We should pray first and ask questions later. And if you'd like to be a part of the prayer ministry or part of this ministry, I ask you to go to yournextstepnow.com. That's right, yournextstepnow.com. Give us your email address, and we'll give you our free ebook. It's a prayer guide, a daily prayer guide right there for you every day. Be a part of the ministry of The Church Next Door and Your Next Step. This has been Your Next Step, a ministry of the church next door in Columbus, Ohio. We hope this has been an encouragement to you as you seek to have a deeper faith in Christ. 
If you'd like to hear today's show again or share it with a friend, look for your next step on all major podcasting platforms. We'd love to see you soon at the church next door. Easily find our service times and our app. I'm Pastor Doyle Jackson. Join us again next time for your next step. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms.